reaching out to mentors and asking for help and asking the right questions and not being afraid to ask those questions, not raising your hand to say you want to do something, but you don't know how to do it and asking for that guidance. That's been huge for me. You're listening to The Real Estate Sessions. I'm your host, Bill Risser. Listen in as I interview leaders in our industry, getting their stories and their journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 254 of The Real Estate Sessions podcast. As I always say, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. It's how we continue to grow this show and reach more people interested in what's happening with the leaders in the real estate industry. This week, I know I say this a lot, but I'm really excited for my guest. And this is someone who's doing some wonderful things in California. Uh, I'm talking about Jackie Soto. She's a partner and broker at eHomes in the Inland Empire of California. And she's very involved in the Woman Up organization. She's very involved with Inman. We're going to talk about all of that and a whole lot more. I can't wait to get started. Jackie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Bill. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to talk to you. You you make me laugh more than maybe any other realtor in the country. And and I I love that. I think that's a cool thing. Isn't that a cool thing? It is. It's one of the free things in life that is the best thing. So to be able to make someone laugh, it, it's even more that you've made that person laugh. That's more special than the person that's actually laughing. For me, that's so much that's so much more gratifying. I know that you grew up in California. You're a, a LA girl and I grew up in San Diego. So I, I had a rivalry with your city <laughs> growing up in San Diego. But let's talk about being born and raised in Southern California. I know that um, you know it's a little bit different for people that are other parts of the country. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So um, growing up in LA, I actually grew up in Southgate. If you're familiar with LA at all, it's a pretty larger city in LA County, right outside of South Central Los Angeles, not the greatest neighborhood to grow up in. So growing up, I always knew that I wanted to move out of LA. I didn't know exactly where I was going, um, but slowly and surely made my way across Southern California into the Inland Empire, where I'm currently at right now. My mom is still in LA, still in Southgate. Uh, Love it there. I will never lose track of my roots. It is a big part of who I am. Um, Actually want to start getting a lot more involved back into my home city moving forward. Looking forward to doing something really big out there. Uh, Stay tuned for that. I like like the tease. That's good. Let me... Let me ask you this question, Inland Empire for a guy who grew up in San Diego. For me, that was, I went through there to get to Big Bear to go skiing mm-hmm. or, or I went through there to go to Vegas, mm-hmm. right? But I want you to tell me in your words, tell me what the Inland Empire is all about. Because we're talking Riverside, San Bernardino, Chino, a lot of those communities, right? What is it for those that don't know? So I'll simplify it in two ways. Huge misconception of living in Southern California is that it's not affordable. It's completely affordable, especially if you live in the Inland Empire. Um, conception that it's a, it's a lesser than area. It's been referred to as a place that may high crime, meth labs. That's a huge misconception of the Inland Empire. That's not it at all. Um, and really simple, it's Riverside County and San Bernardino County. And it is one of the greatest places that I could have chosen to raise my family. Like I love having my kids here. I love their schools. I love their teachers. I feel safe. 
I love the Inland Empire and the bang that I get for my buck out here is huge. Now with COVID and everything going on, what do you think people are doing in the urban cities? I mean, LA County, where are they moving to? They're heading your way, right? Yes. Uh (laughs) I like it. So um, Rancho Cucamonga. The uh, Quakes, you know, is a team that plays. It's a minor league baseball team, Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. They're the Padres farm system. And mm-hmm. I've been to that stadium quite a few times. Um, there, You've got like, think about some of the areas. There's Fontana and Upland and, right, Montclair and Claremont. Am I doing okay with some of those small cities that are all part of that area? Great cities. Those are really nice cities. Yeah. The, that's the what is what of the Inland Empire. Everyone wants to be in Rancho, Claremont. Those are beautiful cities to raise in the foothills, actually, you're talking about. And the Quakes, specifically, um, that's a really great, like, family, a family park to visit. It's a great um, staple out here in the Inland Empire for people to visit. Uh, my son and I actually spent some time out there. YPN, last year, we threw an event out there. A lot of local realtors partner with the baseball team as well to grow their business that way, do a lot of client events there. So, yeah. All right. So, look, you grew up in L.A. It's got to, is it Lakers, Dodgers, maybe old school Rams or Raiders? What's your team? What's your sports? What's your love? I am not a sports fan, ironically, but I'll tell you okay. a fun fact, okay? So, fun fact is, this last week, we interviewed and are making a hire for an agent who used to play minor league baseball. So, he played for the Tigers. Do you know where the Tigers play? Detroit, sure. And then they also, spring training is in Florida, in Lakeland. Florida. That's your state, right? So if I had to pick um, Dodgers, my son likes the Dodgers, okay? I found out in my research that your mom's in the industry. So how early did you know that real estate was going to be your path? Not early. Well, I mean, early in my adulthood, I guess. But growing up, I was going to be a doctor. Um, I went to school to be a doctor. I I worked in pharmacy. I was actually in the pharmacy at UCLA and... While I was studying, I did an open house. I was helping out my mom's colleague, uh, and I did an open house for him, right, just to make some kind of side change on a weekend. I had off, and he told me, this is my story, is he told me, if someone walked in and bought the house, I would make $2,000. Mind you, this was I was like, I think I was 18 years old, turning 19. I was working in a pharmacy. That $2,000 I would have made maybe over the span of a month and a half, right? So he tells me if I spent three hours in a home and someone bought it, I would make $2,000. <laughs> so imagine this 18-year-old struggling, eating ramen, going to college, right? Someone walked in. Fair enough. Someone walked in. And I thought it was the best thing ever. I was like, I can do this? Always my story that I got into it for the wrong reasons. Wow. So was that the trigger? Was that it? Like you went, okay, I'm going to go this route. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a great, that like, that's a great story. There's gotta be others. Cause first of all, you look very young already. And I can't imagine at 18, you had to look very young or 18 or 19. How did that, how does that work out when you're like showing up as the agent or, you know, helping out? Did they ask you some questions like, you know, are you old enough? Yeah, I still get that. I have a baby face. So throughout my twenties, I was always younger. Um, and I always took that. It was always very intimidating for me. I would walk in feeling that way already. And it always, it always comes down to mindset. That's what I tell my agents too. It will always come down to the way that you're feeling walking into that meeting. So because I felt younger and experienced, I think that that portrayed in the way that I presented myself to clients. So then I spent the majority of the beginning of my career studying. I wanted to empower myself to know all of the answers so that no one could judge me based on the fact that I look young. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the fact you've turned that into how you help train new agents. I mean, and you probably have some young ones coming through, right? Same sort of situation. Same sort of situation. So um, speaking about going back to school, when I went back to school and I wanted to really pursue excellence in real estate, I went to get my broker's license to be able to have kind of that notch on my belt. Now moving forward, it's a lot of those other designations that I'd like to pursue. I know your C2X, you, your C2 is it um, commitment to excellence? There you go. The commitment to excellence. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge one. And just pushing agents to pursue education because our industry is just constantly evolving, right? And I feel that once you kind of pull your foot off of that pedal, it's very easy to fall behind, especially with everything right. going on right now. I think a lot of realtors are being weeded out. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. I think there's going to be a, I heard a, it's a weird phrase to use, but like a culling of the herd, right? Because yeah. we have a lot of agents who are not... Um, as heavily involved, who who don't, the way I look at it, the realtors who are super successful, like yourself, you're constantly looking for ways to serve people. I think I see I see you as someone coming from a, an area of service, right? And that mentality, and it really shows shines through. And that's don't you believe part of your success or most of it? Yeah, I love that all of these bigger companies are going to referral based models and agents aren't able to just purchase a connection with a consumer and ruin the experience. So who were you with um, prior to opening your own brokerage? What who were you with? What was the company you were you had your license at? I was actually under a team. Um, Active Realty was the team that I was with. And prior to that, I was with Remax. I was only with two brokerages prior to actually opening my brokerage. And it was a really great experience. Uh, I'm lying to you because when I got licensed, I was with KW, but that was very brief. I would, had every role from like a buyer's agent. Um, before that, I was an assistant. I've been in a transaction coordinator. Again, all of this a part of the journey of learning, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's some really as a as a, a, a past branch manager for Chicago Title. I love the fact that as a realtor, you were a TC. <laughs> because you understand exactly what's happening in that role, right? Read word for word, every contract I still do um, within minutes, speaking about like empowering, empowering other agents, the agents here within minutes of CAR putting out the PEAD form that we have to send out prior to showings now, within minutes, we had it out to our agents, talking to them about it. This is something we're implementing. We need to read it, give a class on it that within 24 hours, making sure that everyone knew what we were doing. Was opening a brokerage always in the back of your mind? Did you know you were going to be a broker owner? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I always knew that I was going to be a brokerage owner. The reason that I knew that is because I struggled so much in the beginning of my real estate career, right? And I always told myself once I found that key to success and I was able to learn how to build a business successfully, I wanted to carry that on to other agents. I wanted to empower them because I've been there and I just, I want to pass that on. I I don't want agents wasting five years of their career because they don't have access to the proper resources. I think that's always a huge key to their success is that they don't have the access or they don't know how to access the the resources that would help them build the career, right? Yeah. Kind of that age old problem. They go to real estate school and they don't learn anything really about selling real estate. Like Mm -hmm. what, what it's really, what, 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 what building a business is all about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's always been super important to me, especially um, women in the industry, Latinas in the industry, bringing diversity out. You know, I, I have a huge passion for that. I think it's intimidating. 
for some people and they can overthink it. Just like when I thought, oh, I'm too young. I think other people have other self-perceived barriers in front of them that I want to help them overcome. Was it just your mindset and your desire and your drive that pushed you through any issues there might've been? Because I would think there'd be challenges Mm -hmm. to be a you know, a Latino woman trying to, you know, cr- open your own brokerage or, or were you just like, nope, not gonna let it happen. This is what's going to, this is how it's going to be. Well, Bill, in addition to, it's not always just that one person, it'll never be just that one person. And if they do it, you're lying to them because it's been a village, a village of amazing people in my life, including all of our Inmanville family, right, Bill, even yeah. you me on here to elevate me. Thank you. Um, Deborah Trapin, Woman Up, Sarah Sudachan, Woman Up. I almost closed my doors at Divergent until I sat with Sarah one day and she gave me every reason not to shut my doors. And I'm so thankful that I did it. So it's truly been reaching out to mentors and asking for help and asking the right questions and not being afraid to ask those questions, not raising your hand to say you want to do something, but you don't know how to do it and asking for that guidance. That's been huge for me. As you mentioned earlier, you'll be doing the same thing for someone in, in a few years that's yeah. that's behind you trying to do the same thing. You'll be that mentor. I promise all of my mentors, whatever they pour into me, that I will pour into someone else. Let's talk about the, the, the original opening of Divergent, though. What was your thought process there? I love the name, by the way. I'd love to hear kind of your thought process. <sighs> it circles back to what I just said about growing realtors. Mm-hmm. I feel that uh, bigger franchise brokerages, that they can be They can place an agent in a box for this agent to grow their business the way that the brokerage does, which it's great. But I wanted to help agents develop where they felt most natural because where it's natural for them to grow, they're going to flourish. They're just going to have to water that, you know, that soil and they're going to grow into great agents. Some people are great on the phones. Yes, you can find a brokerage that will teach you to agree on the phone. Some people are great with their sphere. They have a really great sphere. I will teach you how to generate leads through your sphere. Some people are great with agent to agent business, right? They build that, that referral network through networking out nationally. And that's great. I can teach you how to do that too. What do you enjoy to do? Because at the end of the day, when you're doing that, you're going to succeed. Let's talk about what's happened recently. In the last, it was about a year ago, maybe roughly. I want to talk about eHomes and what you're doing there and how that all came about. We launched in January. This is my my baby number two, half of my baby number one. <laughs> so yeah, Divergent Realty was growing very quickly. Uh, we were approached by several larger companies to do either a merge or a franchise, you know, do something collaboratively in the industry, right? And I've always been all about collaboration. I realized leading Divergent alone was getting me somewhere, but it wasn't going to get me to the heights and the places that I wanted to get. I would need to collaborate someone or something, right? I feel that we're more powerful together than we are alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was very intentional about who I partnered with and what company I partnered with. When I met Elmer initially, we were competing for a listing, funny enough. Um, Yeah, we were competing for a listing and it was from an online lead. I was beginning to work heavily with online lead space. And so several conversations, it was about six months last year, six months of conversation, six months to a year of us kind of just sharing our vision and where we thought the industry was going and what we wanted to be bold enough to do, but didn't think that we can do alone. Again, there's that like 
self-perceived barrier, right? So coming together, pushing each other, we said, let's just do it. Let's be bold about it. Let's build an army. Let's help agents develop. And yeah, sure enough, we spent three to six months with our brand strategists, really defining and digging deep who our ideal agent was, who our ideal client was, and what mission we had in this world. So then we launched (laughs) eHope. Yeah, that discovery process, right, that you went through, it's pretty intense, right? It is. It it is, especially giving up my baby Divergent because I lost the name battle, right? But I mean, if everyone is out there listening, eHomes is... That's pretty brandable. It's pretty simple. It's clean. Um, so we stuck with it and we moved forward. I kept my blue. He kept his orange. We did a lot of market research with regard to the consumer out here in the Inland Empire. We also did a lot of research on larger companies. Like we partner with tech companies online, right? So we did a lot of research on what they're looking for. What type of agent do they want? Because these are the companies that we want to partner with and serve. I want to get, kind of uh, circle back to Woman Up. I know this is, I, I, I think it was Deborah Trapin is, who's the, who started Woman Up first of all? I know Deborah Trapin was involved, I think Sarah, a few others. How would you explain um, that, that amazing community to somebody who doesn't know about it? That amazing community is the reason why I'm here. That amazing community, I feel, I always tell Deborah this, I'm, and Sarah, I am, I'm not 100% to development with Woman Up. Like I'm not Sherry Chris yet, right? And I say yet. I hope everybody caught that. Um, I, Sherry Chris is one of my all-time favorites. She's such a badass in the industry. I love her so much. Um, but I'm developing. And the reason behind my development, a huge reason is women like them. Our brand strategist, as a matter of fact, um, very involved with Women Up, Stady Statum. And really the whole premise behind Women Up is women bringing awareness to the statistic. I mean, in California alone, I think the statistic is 14% of brokerage owners are women. And that needs to change. Because if you look at the stats, how how many women are actually realtors, we exceed men by far. And we want to bring awareness to that we want to change that. And the only way that we're going to do that is if we normalize it, and we do it ourselves. Like I told you in the beginning of the podcast, I don't have all of the answers. (laughs) I am not perfect. But that's not going to stop me from pursuing these answers from studying from trying And I want to do it for the people after me, for the women after me to be able to see that you can do it. If I can do it, I want them to see it and say, if Jackie can do it, I can do it. I really do. Because looking at women like Sherry Chris and Deborah Trapin and Sarah, um, what they're doing, I don't want it to be done in vain. I really want to help spread that word. And I want women across the nation to hear it, to get involved in leadership, especially for my daughters, right? Like you want you look at your kids and you're like, I want you to know that you can do anything. And if I'm a part of that, even better. If it's because you saw mommy do it, even better. You're, you are very techie. You might not think you are, but you're very techie. Because <laughs> um, most people go, I'm not that techie. But let's talk about what are you doing with your team now? What are you doing with your... I know you're right in the middle of bringing some new agents on board. So when you're talking about technology, what do you talk about? Yeah, technology is everything at eHomes. So, oh, here's a great fun fact. The E in eHomes does not stand for Elmer. The E in eHomes. When Elmer had first started his team initially, he had made the decision that he wanted to work with the online consumer. And at the time, 
this was 2007, six. Internet Explorer, if you look at the Internet Explorer logo, the little E, <laughs> so, and the e-commerce, right? So e-homes was born after that. So technology has been huge for us. We believe that technology is a tool, such a great tool for consumers, for agents, for escrow, for title, for every human being. We can use tech in a great way. Now at e-homes specifically, we use technology to connect with consumers. So we're partnered with companies like Open Door, Zillow. Um, we now are venturing out into realtor.com. And these huge tech companies are partnering, right, with agents, the best agents, to, to connect with the consumer, which is always our North Star, and provide a great consumer experience. I told you earlier, they're leaning towards referral-based model because they realized selling a client to an average Joe that you don't know what the consumer experience is going to be like isn't probably the best model for you because it's going to fall back on you, right? The referral partner. Also using technology to streamline processes um, with regard to transaction coordinating. We use heavily our Google Drive. Our Google Drive, uh, we implement a lot of Google Forms that will pull the data from agent to the transaction coordinator. We use it a lot for tracking. Brokerman is where we store all our files and we do all of our brokerage management, accounting reports, all that. Um, we use Glide for all of our disclosure process. Uh, CAR just partnered with them and collaborated with them. So did CRMLS for the PEADs. That was also something that we implemented right away within 24 hours of them launching that partnership with CRMLS. Um, and what that partnership does, it just streamlines process. It cuts time between you and getting the appointment set which helps the consumer, especially in a rapid paced market like today, where the house is going to be gone tomorrow, right? We use everything. We use showing time for appointments. Now Zillow's using showing time. They have an integration with them. Uh, any technology that will help us better serve the consumer, our partners. We love technology. We believe it's a great tool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and so do you have do you have that random agent who struggles with that? That's exactly what I wanted to talk about. And that's the fact that we have a very, very rigorous interview process. It's not just one, actually. It's two or three interviews that you go through to be a part of eHomes. We hire three out of 10 agents that apply to work at eHomes. And the biggest question for this, uh, not the biggest, but one of the bigger questions is, are you comfortable with change? So why we ask that is because just like our industry is changing, we want to keep up with that change. We're going to find ways to improve the process for you. We're going to find ways to improve the process for the consumer. And we're going to beta test a lot of these products. We're going to, we're going to test products that might not be the best initially, but they partner with eHomes because they know we're willing to adapt. And it, some of these products turn out to be great products, just like Glide. We, we were beta, test, beta testing that one. And just like um, Closio. Closio is a huge one we're using now which will give a great calendar integration to your consumer and the agent. It keeps everyone on track during the transaction. But that's something that we love. We really enjoy doing, especially when these tech companies are like starting up because that's the, that's the time where they're more adapt to change and take your feedback, right? They'll take the feedback right. from the brokerage and we're like, well, and they want to hear it from you, the agent. They really want to hear it from the person that's actually using it. And they'll ask and they'll, We'll give them the feedback and they'll adjust and they'll pivot the product to be able to better serve the agents. So we love technology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
we're recording this during um, during the pandemic. And in California, you were hard hit. Florida, we were hard hit. How are things going? How are you? Uh, how did, how were you able to keep things going through? You had some very severe restrictions that some other states didn't have. We really don't have very many severe restrictions. We were shut down for a little bit. I feel that if you know the laws, okay. you know the regulations, you're going to be fine. So okay. in California specifically to show, I mean, we can't do open houses, but r- truthfully an open house, I don't feel sells a home. Um, I feel that an open house is more for an agent to generate more business. Right. And if you can't do that to prevent the spread of COVID, you're not going to do that. I think it's just about being smart about what you're doing. There's um, great regulations and forms now built into your CAR uh, forum in your library to protect you, to protect your seller and to protect your buyer. So being a part of a brokerage or you yourself taking the time to study these forms is huge. But it's really just a matter of a few extra forms and no open houses. Our office, I do miss agents in our office. So that's huge. I'd say if anything, culture, the the suffering of culture and collaboration is there because you miss everyone and you miss the networking. And now it's just either through Zoom or FaceTime. And that's made us suffer. But as far as being like rigorous with regulations, I think that as long as you're following guidelines, you're fine. We've actually been doing better now than we were before. Why? Because now, here's another reason. We did have some agents that came on prior to us really defining our business model that were a little bit less adapt to to technology, right? But through this, Mm -hmm. they had to pivot and had to adopt this new technology. And so it's helped their business. Yeah. I think that's great. It it accelerated some things that were going to be coming anyways, right? It definitely sped them up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Good. Look, Jackie, I've had you here well past the time I've asked of you. So I'm going to ask you the same final question I've asked every guest since uh, the first one, Jay Thompson, way back in 2015. And that is what one piece of advice would you give a new agent just getting started? Just be collaborative, um, be be willing to share. I think a lot of reasons people reach out to Elmer and I is because we're willing to share. We don't really think that there's a secret sauce. It's a lot of hard work, a lot of studying. Bill asked me before the podcast, I don't know how you do it all. You can see my hair right now. It's been in a bun all day. (laughs) Um, Moving forward. And so much as you excel and elevate yourself, pass the baton, be able to share. Um, If you see someone doing something wrong, don't be afraid to give feedback and accept feedback that's also huge you need to be able to accept feedback to be able to grow ask for it seek it out and continue to grow as an industry please we need more professionalism in our industry Um, you were talking about the laws and it being more rigorous in california as long as you're professional it's fine i've been a professional this whole time and we've been fine yeah jackie if someone wants to reach out to you what's the best way for them to do that uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Jackie Soto Broker. You can contact me via email, Jackie Soto Broker at gmail.com. I, I, I say go the Instagram route. She's hilarious there. It's a lot of fun. Jackie, uh, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I waited way too long to get you on the show. And, uh, and I can't wait to see you live somewhere at another event soon. Um, I'm sure I'll see you at Inman September 15th, yeah. but uh, can't wait to get back to see you in person. I can't wait either. Thank you, Bill, for having me. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. To leave a review or rating, go to ratethispodcast.com slash RE Sessions. You can also subscribe to the podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. Finally, you can go to the realestatesessions.com and subscribe to our email newsletter 
and be notified whenever a new episode is released.